This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A Utini Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Whoa, what is this? Uh, I'm not Eric, I'm Charles Hankula, and welcome to Bounty Hunt, a Utini Network podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. Ambulance, right on time. If you know the show, <laughs> you know that well. Um, I'm joined here this week, not by Eric, sadly, but by two of my best friends here in the fandom, both Corey Helton and Wes Jenkins. Guys, how are we doing? Uh, good. Doing good. Doing good. You know, personally, I'm glad Eric's not here. I mean, <laughs> he's in the chat, which, you know, he's in the chat. I don't know why he can't be alone. here. I know. I know. He's like, he's good enough for chat, but not good enough for the show. And what, what kind of commitment is that? Like, Jesus, come on. All right. I'm going to go ahead and switch it over to me. <laughs> Eric, I wish you were here, man. I, I did bring such an energy to the show that it's quite fondly we miss no audio. or I miss. A, you said they have no audio. What the heck? I have no audio. What you is happening? No audio? I, I, oh, you, audio. you guys can hear it. What the hell? It's not coming through. We can all right. It. All right. All right. All right. Stand by. Stand by. You guys can vamp for a minute. I'll, I'll figure it out. <clears> yes, right. we shall vamp without our best vamper. Uh, anyways, our mark this week on uh, Bounty Hunt is the Bad Batch Season 1, Episode 6, Decommissioned. So I've seen it once. Wes, you said you've seen it a couple of times now. Two times. Two times. Corey finished his first watch through about seven seconds before we pushed this live because bounty hunt. Uh, I don't know how often we have to tell you guys that this is a very laid back show, shall we say. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about what happened and then we'll talk about what we thought about it. How's that sound? I like I have it. Sound. Let's get do into it. All right. Do I have sound now? Do you have sound? Check, 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 check. Okay, I see my little bar moving over here, so I think I do. I don't know what happened. Bars, <laughs> that was weird. Bars, I bars. literally changed my nothing. Yeah, but I, I did. I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you know, you missed my intro. I just crapped all over Eric, but, you know, it's all yeah, right. It's, it's probably right. good that we didn't hear that, actually. So <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to re-record. We can just get right into the intro. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Podcast. That's right. Do it, Charles. Do it. Do it. All right. Well, let's do this brief recap of the episode. So... Everything opens with Omega, or uh, for those of you who are in the know, Omega, kind of nearly committing manslaughter as she learns to use her new bow that she obtained from the Zygerian slavers. Her aim may be shaky, but her resolve is rock solid. Uh, Sid <laughs> shows up and asks, no, demands the Bad Batch take on a new job to obtain a tactical droid from a decommissioning facility on none other than Corellia before it can be melted down. Why? Because tactical droids know how to fight against clones who have become the backbone of the new empire. And a lot of people would, would pay pretty handsomely for that information. The Bad Batch takes the job and sets off for Corellia, managing to sneak past the planet scanners by attaching their ship to the underbelly of a massive cruiser, not unlike Han and the Falcon in Empire Strikes Back. The crew quickly locates the tactical droid's head, but it's snatched up by someone else before they can get to it. Just who you ask? None other than Trace and Rafa Martez from Clone Wars Season 7. A chase ensues, and when Omega is confronted with Rafa, she pulls her bow, but during their struggle, a stray shot sets off a chain reaction in the facility, as well as alerting a team of security droids to descend on their position. After a struggle back and forth, the Martez sisters and the Bad Batch work together to escape, 
bringing in the tactical droid back online and programming it to command the rest of the droids in the factory to attack the security forces. During the excitement, Wrecker manages to hit his head yet again, and this time the ensuing headache also comes with the familiar phrase, good soldiers, good soldiers. On their way out of the facility, the tactical droid head is destroyed. The Martez sisters drop off the Bad Batch back at their ship, but not before Rafa questions Hunter for trying to steal potentially dangerous information for an unknown buyer, whereas her buyer plans to take down the Empire. Hunter then gives her the information that Tech was able to download from the tactical droid while he was reprogramming it. And after they part ways, Rafa places a call to an unseen figure and reports that she knows where a group of rogue clones can be found. So that's it for decommissioned guys. What did we think? Rate this episode on a one to 10 Wes, How about you first? Uh, so <clears throat> when I was thinking about this, I was giving these episodes a higher rank in my opinion, because they kept leaving us on these cliffhangers. Like who are they talking to? Who is this person that they're trying to send information to? That's going to be this big reveal. And they've done it to us twice. I think actually they've done it to us three times now. So, um, Having said that, uh, I mean, without getting into the nitty gritty, I'm going to give this episode a 7.6. 7.6. Okay. Corey? I'm actually going to give this one a higher rating. Now, uh, given <laughs> we had a little funny thing happen here to the host of Bounty Hunt, and, you know, nobody else is going to think it's funny except for me. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm getting ready for the show. I'm post-call. or Charles is post-call, too. We've both, like, been awake, like, all night and freaking exhausted at the hospital. Uh, and uh, we're, like, getting ready for Bounty Hunt. I'm like, crap, is everybody ready? And they're like, yeah, let's get together at 1.30. I'm like, wait, I have to watch the episode. <laughs> I, I literally forgot to watch the episode. I guess that's what sleep deprivation like does to your brain. the one thing you have to do for this show. I know. The only thing you have to do is, like, watch the episode and show up, and I somehow forgot to do that step right so i like rolled over in a drunken stupor and like pounded a coffee and watched it this morning and uh so you know i'm not totally processing everything i i didn't really get the whole the whole thing about uh the the ship mounting to the other ship i didn't even see that so i definitely gonna have to go back and watch that. early in the episode <laughs> yeah still i was rubbing your eyes i was still rubbing my eyes during that part uh but you know i actually really enjoyed this episode um much more than i kind of figured i would and i'm happy to talk about all the stuff i really liked about it i think i'm gonna give this one a higher review than i usually do i think i'm gonna give this one a nine actually nice nice that's awesome i'm i'm kind of where i was last week i enjoyed this episode more than some of the more recent ones but i think just about as much as last week so i'm gonna give it the same score of an 8.0 okay nice um, so really no bad <clears throat> scores here i think we no. all enjoyed it well enough um <clears throat> everything that i'm seeing in the chat so far Seems to be that people also really enjoyed this episode, especially yeah. apparently seeing the battle droids back. Yeah, um, that was which, awesome. Which was fun, but you know, I guess you, let's keep... You know, something else, sorry to interrupt you, um, something yeah. else that hit me immediately, like as soon as the episode opened, that, like, correct me if I'm wrong, did we have a repeat of what we had last week? Is this the first time we've seen Corellia in an animated show? Was this in... Clone Wars, I just Googled Star Wars, the Clone Wars, Corellia, and I don't see any images from the TV show. Is that possible? How can, how did we make it through seven seasons of Clone Wars and never saw Corellia? That's crazy. That does seem um, yeah. off, but I can't think of a time I know. I've seen Me it either. outside of Solo. Me either. Me either. And I, I, I literally just watched Solo like two nights ago. Um, oh, I, choice. I couldn't sleep at the hospital. I had some time to sleep and I couldn't sleep because I was wide awake because that's what happens when you get in the, the 
the routine of night shift, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the Star Wars movie. What am I going to watch? I'm going to try to fall asleep to something. And I watched Solo, and I, I couldn't fall asleep. And I, usually that's my go-to, right? I'll pick a Star Wars movie, and it helps me fall asleep. Not Solo, man. <laughs> it's too good. I can't watch Solo, and I can't watch Rogue One to fall asleep. They're both too exciting for me. So loved it. Episodic I love Corellia. I know. Episodic films only. I love Corellia. And I'm, quite frankly, pretty shocked that we've never seen Corellia in an animated show. And it was refreshing to see that. Like, yeah. uh, you, you know, you the, the first... That Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I said you would think that if you'd seen any uh, Corellia anywhere, it would be in the Clone Wars because there's so many yeah. episodes and they're trying to yeah, do a lot of callbacks right. to bring people into the show. And yeah. having not seen it is, yeah, it's kind of strange. And it, you know, the thing that definitely, the thing, the thing that hit me, which always hits me whenever they completely create a planet in, from scratch's animation is just what an enormous undertaking that that is, right? We see only a few seconds of Corellia, like, there's only there's very few seconds of animated Corellia in this episode, but these animators, man, the amount of research that they had to do to show three seconds, like they had to do all these frames and there was concept art. I mean, I can't imagine how challenging it is to create a planet from scratch in animation. And the fact that they're willing to commit to stuff like that for like three seconds of screen time is seriously, seriously impressive. Like mm -hmm. yeah. last week we got Ord Mentel, this week we got Corellia, and I'm like these are 24 minute episodes, man. Just, I just can't believe the commitment to, to that creation in this art style is really, really impressive and continues well, to astound me. And I think that shows the growth that probably the animators have had through all of the animated Star Wars that we've gotten. Cause think back even to rebels and how long were we on Lethal? because right. You know, we just can't make a new planet like every week for yeah. the show, but now they're mm -hmm. doing that. And it's I think that's nuts, amazing. Man. I wish we had seen more of Corellia. Yeah. Than we even got to because once you were kind of in the factory, you were yeah, in the factory. There. But yeah. maybe right. maybe they'll they'll come back, right? Because yeah. you would maybe. think that to invest that much time, they might come back. Maybe yeah, they're totally. making they're they're doing the base, like they're doing the base map for all these worlds. So mm -hmm. in future in future works, whether it be animated or live shows, they already have the base yeah. yeah, 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 what yeah. they can build off of. Like so they just use they're like, hey Dave, we're gonna use, you know, your we're gonna use your draft plans. Thanks for doing all the the heavy lifting. <laughs> we're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna be able to use these instead. Thanks. Take us ten minutes. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the characters and some of the stuff that actually happened in this episode. And I figured we'd start pretty much where the episode did. So let's talk a little bit about seeing Omega finally use this bow or this light bow that she's using. What? What were y'all's thoughts on seeing her with her target practice in uh, in Sid's bar and then how she was able to use it throughout the episode? I love that, man. Before uh, we, me and Charles were talking earlier, so apparently that Sid's bar has this reinforced steel or something where you're allowed to shoot these projectiles <laughs> inside without it going through the wall, right? So you oh, get man. your own, your free target practice area <clears throat> and, it's, and it's apparently safe. Yes, save. <laughs> Wes, do you uh do you bow hunt ever? I do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, uh, you know, I've I I don't personally bow hunt, but I've been around folks that have bow hunt my whole life, right? So like that is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that that <laughs> practicing, like if you've ever seen if you've ever seen kids like try to try to shoot a bow for the first time, that is basically what happens. Like I mean, they're just like all over the place. Like it's fantastic. So I yeah, kind of love that. It was like they. You really did the research there. Very dangerous. It's yes. very dangerous to do that kind of stuff. It is. You, <laughs> you have yeah. to you have to have a strong base with your front arm 
and then you pull back with the muscles in your back and not actually your arm. Yeah. What they're doing is they're just trying to separate. And while you're trying to separate, you're just going all yeah. over the place. <laughs> exactly. And, then, and this, this one hand just lets go of the arrow and it just goes somewhere. Yeah, right. And if, if you've ever been to an archery range, you'll look up into the rafters and up on the top of the wall, and you'll see a bunch of arrows stuck up there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, you know, I couldn't help but I couldn't help but think during that whole thing, how impractical is a light bow? Like in Star Wars, like there's not like a huge amount of recoil with weapons like like seeing using using a light bow just seems completely impractical especially for a kid right because it takes a lot of strength to pull the dang thing yeah. back so, like so do you think that like it would be like a real bow or like if you only pulled it back like a little bit and oh, yeah. let go, like a bow it's like, just like two <laughs> <laughs> it's like Does floppy force really matter? Yeah. I, don't I don't know man it just it doesn't make a lot of sense the light bow it's a cool concept but it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. it looks so cool it, it does look so cool one thing that we did answer was it's not a stun bow right because we thought they yes. would give her some kind of that stun, is true kind of stun or something because she's a you know she's a child but no, they gave her a lethal weapon, so that's yes, pretty cool. They did, yes, they did. Yes, step in the right <laughs> and direction. She, and Loved she very it. nearly killed that innocent patron walking in to the bar. I mean, like, let's not glaze over that fact. We talked about how dark this series has gotten, and now, like, maybe it's not the best thing for all kids to see. And uh, so, yeah, let, let's teach the kids now to play with uh, lethal weapons near open doorways in public. Yeah, seriously, seriously. So, <laughs> so that was that was fun. Um, but I think, you know, I don't know if, if maybe Omega was curling that gonk droid on the way to Corelli or what, but all of a sudden she had enough strength to use that bow at the end of the episode. Yeah, so yeah was she, was, she was very steady. She was very, she had a good base to her. She was just ringing it back like, like Sid did, like three yeah. rapid fire Yo, shots. Sid also, was no joke. Yeah, Sid's kind of a badass, like I have to say. And yeah. I I think I I really enjoy seeing a fat Trandoshan. Like it it just makes me happy. Like they look kind of frog like, but like they're also still vicious. So uh, I'm really I like Sid a lot. She's really grown on me as a fantastic character. I, I hope we continue out to get her. What she was when I, when she first yeah, showed up. Me either. Like, when what? you guys said she was a Trandoshan last she? episode, I was like, oh oh, I guess she is a Trandoshan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She um. I really like Trandoshans. I mean, Bosk obviously is the is the main one that you think of, but like Skier and the High Republic stuff right now, yeah. and Sid. It's it's really cool to see the different ones. It's what? funny though how they talk. Not all of them do the long S's. Right? That's what Even I was Bosk. gonna say. How do? Yeah. Why do some of them have a reptilian accent <laughs> and others do I, not? I I figure it must be like. I don't know. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, and I don't think I really have much of a southern drawl, right? So maybe it's like that. Like, yeah. how, how far, how far in like into your regional dialect are you? Maybe it's that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's oh, funny, man. So, well, let's talk about the actual facility itself, because again, there was a lot of stuff in the chat early on here about getting to see these droids again, and not just you know the the B1 battle droids, but the super battle droids, right? The B2s as well mm -hmm. as the tactical droid. Um, it had a very it had a very like uh, Attack of the Clones vibe to it, right? When they were in the droid facility, um, yeah. In that film, so what what mm -hmm. what did you guys think about getting to see some of those old droids again in action? Great great nostalgia <clears throat> fact right there, and then, but so Corellia is 
ship as a shipbuilding planet, right? And then what yep. was uh, what was the the planet in the very beginning of Jedi Fallen Order? Let's start with a B. Oh yeah. Oh, Image. the actual like place yeah, where, the, yeah, where they were taken. They were taken. Uh, oh, the Wars, apart. Yeah, it was also now. in Resistance Reborn, and I can't remember uh, the actual name of it now. Someone will yeah. drop it in the chat. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Braca, there you go. Braca. Yeah. So Thank they you, were Obi Wan Kenobi. So they had those two different. Yeah, those two different planets. But I didn't think Corellia was a decommissioning planet. But apparently, you know, that's that's another another attribute you can add to Corellia. They build ships and they break down droids. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was really cool in seeing the the super battle droids and then um, seeing. I guess all the the regular droids, but uh, I noticed on the <clears throat> tactical droid, like only one part of his mouth lit up. Was that just because it was his head was cut off and it was banged up, or is it because it only has the like on the left side of his mouth, only one part started was lit up. Really, he's got so, a belt I don't know. Corey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that's <laughs> how it's always been, or if I I've never noticed it. But that's one of the things that yeah, I love that I you knew. noticed that. I I <laughs> did not notice I know. that. Wes, you always notice Wes is doing his homework. Crap. He doesn't always read the books, but he watches these damn episodes. <laughs> I always yeah, read the books <laughs> at the very last minute. <laughs> I really <laughs> liked. I really liked the throwback to Geonosis. It was. It's a. It was cool seeing it like breaking down droids instead of you know putting them putting them together. And you know, I, I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the state of the the galaxy and the separatists and stuff right now. I mean, because Corellia is a republic planet for sure. No, it's not. No, it was a separatist planet. That's right. It was a separatist planet, wasn't it? Um, well, look at wow. look at what happened in Solo, right? They were already kind of taken over by the Empire, and then wasn't um, I can't remember wasn't was it, the, wasn't the, the guy that we really hated in uh, in Resistance Reborn? Wasn't he based on Corellia as well? And he was an Imperial. Uh, you remember that guy who like beat up the? Oh young yeah, girl? yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was sucked. yeah. He was he was a jerk, man. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure he was, was also Corellia, in Corellia. Yeah. Wasn't um all right in in Clone Wars? Uh, do you remember Padme's friend who was? Uh, the blank A, uh, yes. The what blank A, yes. Padme's <laughs> friend, the lady who had the son that Ahsoka became friends with, and they went to Mandalore and stuff, or they went. To, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that Corellia? Wasn't that that was Mina? That was Mina Bonteri. Yeah, Mina Bonteri. Uh, isn't she? Isn't she senator of Corellia? No, not Corellia. No, no different planet. That okay, okay. I can't think of the name of. That's why we have the chat. So <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, I know. Be, right, nasty, yeah. be nasty. Bon said Terry. they're melting down these droids to build ship parts, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What if yeah. they didn't melt them down all the way and there's like, there's like an half arm. a droid head? Yeah, there's an arm hanging out of the side of a ship. Dude, <laughs> did you guys? So bringing up the the smelting pot that they had going on there. Um, did any of you guys like? kind of lose it when omega actually fell in there because i assume yeah. all those like droid pieces were like already super hot and she, yeah like, me too and i was like oh my god she's dead okay okay <laughs> it's not hot yet it's only hot at the bottom yeah i know it was yeah. like it was like uh like toy story i seen in toy story where all the toys are going down to the incinerator oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like no <laughs> yeah no uh yeah anyway so what i what i was trying to say about the whole Corellia thing is like like this makes me ask a lot of questions about the state of the separatists. Like, what happened to them? Are we going to find any of that stuff out, like, in this? What happened to the separatist nation? Because it was, like, you know, it was all arranged by the emperor, yeah, but, like, it was a real movement, and all of these, uh, you know, planets got together to actually break away from the Republic, and suddenly they have no army or anything. Like, yeah. are, are we going to find point. out? Are we going to find out anything about the aftermath of that? I mean, I imagine they had to have huge ripples through these planets and stuff. Like, 
Um, so like, are they are they shipping all the battle droids to a Republic planet, like to Corellia, to be broken down? It's an interesting thought. Like, because I imagine all the factories for these types of droids and stuff are not on Republic planets, right? They're on Separatist planets. So, well, I don't we know. do know we do know that Tarkin is trying to save money, right? So <laughs> one way one way to to cut down on raw material costs is to reuse recycled materials. Yeah, that aren't true. being used anymore, right? It's, so you can't use these droids I, for anything. Maybe are you, maybe are that's you a way to save. Crap money about Tarkin for reduce, reuse, recycle, right? <laughs> like that's, he's being responsible. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and, yeah, and Cheryl, Cheryl and Anakin. Yeah, sorry, sorry. She said in the chat, like, yeah. Anakin, didn't Anakin kill the separatist leaders? Yes, she did, but mm -hmm. just just the leadership, right? I mean, there was we saw in in Clone Wars they had a whole like Senate, right? Like their own Senate or you know governing that's body right. and stuff. Yeah, so right. there's like tons of politicians and all kinds of things, right? So I imagine there's entire planet governments that are so you, you know. have the you have the empire then you have the <clears throat> rebels which aren't really a you know a, a, a real cell but i guess it is a cell not and yet yeah have, probably not yet either yet, yeah right and then you have like the separatists <clears throat> that probably have you know they're probably not a little less organized now that all their leaders were killed but so there's i didn't never really thought about that having three factions out there on top of all the crime syndicates right <clears throat> so yeah. Man, it's it's chaos. Onderon. Kind of oh, <laughs> Mina Bonteri is Onderon. It's not Andoran. Corellia. That's right. I remember it being because they, they remember her son fought for their little. You're close. They sound right. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's a good point. I always kind of just assumed what was left of the separatists just kind of got absorbed because mm -hmm. uh, I we know Palpatine's <laughs> not going to leave those. <laughs> fetus deletus <laughs> oh my god uh, oh, throwback how word. does that episode always come up i swear right. <laughs> if y'all don't know what we're talking about we go back and listen to our roundtables on uh lost stars lost stars thank you <laughs> when sienna absorbed her fetus twin sister um and there are some there are some good points in the chat here uh Carter Hunt says that Cassie and Andor is getting a show and he was a separatist. So it makes sense that we'd maybe see some of this before 2022. Yeah. So that's, that's a really good point. And then yeah. Be Nasty says, it's interesting to think that maybe the Falcon is made of melted <laughs> gold. Yeah. So, oh man, I'm sure he loves so, that. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to crunch the numbers, I guess, to figure that out uh, if that's possible. But that is a cool thought. Um, Let's talk about some other stuff that went down inside this factory scene. Um, before we get to some of the bigger things, guys, Wrecker's headaches. They're getting yeah. worse. <laughs> and yes, uh, he's they starting are. to see and, and hear things and say things. And how'd you take all that? I, I thought for sure this was gonna be the episode he's gonna turn. Like they're building up to it so hard. They like really I, I hope he doesn't die. Like I hope he doesn't I hope he doesn't like I don't know, man. They're building up to it as if it's going to be an enormous climax. I, I'm kind of worried about it, man. Like, Wrecker is such yeah. a lovable character. So, I don't know. I thought this was going to be the one. During all that chaos, when they're fighting out their way out of the factory, I thought that's when Wrecker was going to turn. It was really going to introduce a whole bunch of crap. So, yeah. What if he, like, so, yeah, they're get, it's going to develop this, got this crescendo and this giant climax of him basically turning, I guess. But y'all seen Batman and Robin, right? Of mm -hmm. the original Bane that they created. Yes. What if they grab Wrecker and they just pump him up with these <laughs> weird, <laughs> these weird looks like, like Bane? Oh my god! Steroids, and he's just like unstoppable superhuman that is or super clone <laughs> takes over fantastic. everything. That's fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> I was I was actually pretty shocked that we saw him get that far. 
Um, in episode six, I mean, think I can't even remember how many episodes are going to be 14, something like that. Um, we're not that far into this season to see something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was actually pretty surprised. And then I started thinking about like, dude, where's crosshair at? Like, yeah. what has he been up to for goodness sakes? Like we haven't yeah. seen him. It feels like in ages. I know. So yeah, I don't know. We, we really might see him turn here pretty soon. He was like, just getting out. He would say good soldiers, good soldiers, but he never got out the follow orders. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to hear him say that soon, yeah. but yeah. Let's talk about some other people who uh, just seem to randomly show up inside of this decommissioning facility. Uh, the Martez sisters. Was yeah. anyone here expecting that? Not at all. Like literally yeah. the least expected cameo ever. I mean, yeah. a lot of things to consider. They're apparently working for early rebellion. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What the heck? It seems that way. It yeah. does seem that way. Well, so I don't think any of us were super big fans of the Martez sisters. Now there's a, there is a group of people in the fandom out there who like have a pretty strong hatred for those characters. That's like, goes way too far. Wrong. (laughs) Um, I think we're kind of more so in the middle ground. Like we, we didn't love those episodes when compared to the rest of season seven of clone wars, but like Mm. we don't hate them, but I'll say for my part, I much, I had a lot more fun with them this time around than I did in the clone wars. What, how'd y'all feel about that? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they were there, as so they showed that their resiliency, right, in uh, in the wake of mm-hmm. um, the Empire coming up. So you have um, Trace, who has her own ship that we saw in uh, season seven of the Clone Wars. So that's what they were right, what they got out of Corellia on. Um, <clears throat> so you see that they're still working together, right? And apparently, from what I took from it, it looks like they might be trying to work with Saw Gerrera and his faction. It, Maybe that's a, that could be a stretch, yeah, but just the very end. Around, talk about that. The very end of the episode, we'll talk about at the end. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a, a welcome sign, I guess. I never thought we would see them again. So yeah, yeah I was surprised. Me either. <laughs> yeah, me either. And, and they seem was... way more capable, right? Like mm-hmm. when we yeah. saw them in the Clone Wars, they were Trace was panicking and dumping all the spice load out into hyperspace, right? Oh, for no reason. And we were like, why what? did that make any sense? But, yeah. But here they gave Bad Batch a run for their money. Yeah, they, they did. They did. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about that. We've talked about this before on the show. Eric and I kind of share this opinion. Incompetence as a, as a character trait, like for a protagonist is, is not a great storytelling like metric, right? Like it's, I really dislike characters that are woefully incompetent continuously and never grow. Right. Like, it, it just makes for irritating characters. It's one of my controversial opinions. One of the reasons I didn't love Ezra Bridger early on in the Rebels TV show is he sucks so hard. <laughs> he screws everything up and it drives me nuts, right? Like like when, when they're just super incompetent. So if you can see that growth where they go from not being able to do stuff to actually being able to do stuff well, I enjoy that. So it looks like they're figuring it out, right? So it was cool seeing them kind of have a plan together and they don't totally gave, uh, you're right, they totally gave Bad Batch a run for their money and... I liked it. I liked it. I like the I like the the goodness that they showed. Like they're good in heart. They saved Omega, right? I I really liked that they saw that. One of them did. Yeah, that's right. Well, who was that, yeah, by the way? I, their faces Trace. were in their helmet. I like couldn't tell who was who. Trace was the one. Is has the good heart. Rafa is the one that just seems to the mission first, <clears throat> then people second. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rafa still seems sketchy, but not yeah. as. Not as bad as she did in the Clone Wars, I felt like. So now I do I do really love that voice actress. Whoever does her voice, it's such a distinct voice. It's really yeah, cool. It is. 
now that you've read uh you've read the start of the high republic and charles you just brought up that they dumped the spice into the hyperspace lanes does everybody get a contact high what from these from this spice going out in the hyperspace lanes? Just like just like getting a little something. Yeah. Just like driving, it's like driving down the highway and it's like What's this pollen oh, on a, my car? It's a skunk. I smell a skunk and it like stinks for like five minutes as the car has to you gotta put the windows down, you know, let the air get out and circulate. Dude, you know that you know that spice cloud ended up on Narshada. You know oh my it. god, yes. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. The, it's not the great disaster. It's like the great contact high. Like, right. It's, um, it's like when you're sitting at a traffic light and the person in front of you is hot boxing and like you, you see it, it's coming out the windows. You're like, oh, they're vaping. You're like, ah, oh, they're vaping. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. Well, yeah, it's it's hyperspace now. Uh, hey. hey, Eric's not here. I gotta do dad jokes, y'all. Come on. I'm doing the best good. I can. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about who who the heck are the Martez sisters working for? Let's go ahead and just get down to it. Because, again, recap, at the end of the episode, they use R7, who is an important piece of this puzzle, right? The droid R7 to place a call to somebody. And we couldn't see who it was. We just kind of maybe saw like a shoulder, like part of the side of them. Um, and they they basically report that there's you know, bad batches out and about and that they thought that this contact of theirs might be interested in that. So who do you think this is using the context clues that we had in this episode? Mm. You said Saul Guerrero earlier, Wes. You think it's Saul Guerrero? Uh, no, I think it might be Crosshair. That's how they bring him back in. No way. Yeah. No way. You think, think they're working directly for Crosshair? Wow. Well, not... So you think, so you think, think Crosshair is posing as a rebel guy? And so I think he put out something like to the vast majority, yeah, like a rebel guy or something, and said, no "Hey, way. you know, if you got any information on these guys, these guys are bad, and I need info on them so I can bring them in, so we can, you know, interesting, get, get most of the information." So I, I, that's I think I, we're almost halfway through the season, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that that Interesting. had never occurred to me. Nope, never occurred to me thought. either. Interesting thought. Uh, it looked like Jedi robes, in my opinion. Like, <clears throat> like the the edge of the of the shirt that we saw looked like Jedi robes. Maybe so you're it's... saying this is Mace Windu. <laughs> I mean, all I right, guess now, it could what do you be think, Mace Charles? Windu. <laughs> that's, it, that's all I got. No, go, go ahead. Go. So if these are Jedi robes. Who's even around during this time period uh, that you think it might be? Right, so we have people that are around that are obvious answers, like Ahsoka. Could be Ahsoka, but Ahsoka doesn't usually wear that sort of. It looked tan, like tan. It looks like Obi Wan robes, kind of, right? But I kind of doubt that it's Obi Wan, right? Obi Wan should be in hiding. You know, Princess Leia's lines make it seem like, like nobody had ever contacted Obi Wan ever since he left, right? He's been out there by himself this whole time, doesn't know anything about the rebellion. Um, but I guess it could be Obi Wan. I also thought maybe it could be Kanan Jarrus. Is he around yet? I don't know how old he is yet um i guess he's well we saw we, we saw, saw him, him in the not first that episode, long ago right oh that's true that's true never mind we did see him not that long ago so he's he's too young my bad obvious um i'd say what would be refreshing i would like to see somebody new a new jedi that survived that would be cool i imagine Ooh, there's yeah. there, there's a lot of jedi still like both through the comics and everything you know vader had to hunt, hunt down all the jedi right so there's a whole bunch of jedi still around so it would be really cool to see somebody new introduced that we did not think had survived and they did survive. That would be cool. Um, 
totally totally welcome the idea that's something else i really love the clones and order 66 something else that really interests me in a time period that i really enjoy is like the lone jedi kind of on the run from the empire like that era is really fun for me too and i really enjoy those those stories uh so i would love to get somebody new like that yeah i <clears throat> think you, that would Charles, be cool. any thoughts well i can't take credit for this i i have a theory that makes the most sense to me <laughs> now after too. thinking about it and reading through like our discord and stuff i think the first person i saw bring this up was timothy guthrie mm -hmm. one of our uh podcasting brothers from conjure book club um, he pointed out that they have R7, right? The droid R7 that was a Soka droid that was with the Y-Wing that Rex takes at the end of the Clone oh, yeah. Wars 7. And so it would make sense anyways to bring Rex in, right? Since he knows about the inhibitor chips and all that right. stuff. So I we think that's going to make the most sense. But I think Bail could make sense too because mm -hmm. we know his whole fulcrum role. This might be a little bit early on in the timeline for that. I think yeah. it is too early in the timeline for Ahsoka to be in that role yeah. as well. Mon Mothma maybe. could be Mon Mothma. The robes might be. actually fit Mon Mothma too, actually. Yeah, someone from that early core group of, of forming yeah. the Rebellion. I wonder if sense. we're, you know... Typically, when they when they give us barely a tease like this, like it kind of, it's usually something that doesn't get like fed back around on for a while so i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we don't find this out for like five or six more episodes what if you know? what if it's just bib fortuna again <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. Like, <laughs> oh my god i i see some other interesting um thoughts in the chat here um be nasty says that it could it be sid who's playing mm -hmm. both sides and sent you know the girls and bad batch on the same mission yeah um i guess we'd have to know kind of what her ultimate motives are to figure out if that makes sense <laughs> um but Cheryl some said other people sid, said <laughs> oh all right well there we go um <laughs> some other people said could this be maul could this be mm. you know relating to some of the uh, some of the Crimson Dawn stuff. Maul. Um, Listen, nobody could look at Maul and be like, yeah, this guy's a good guy. Like, he works for the good guys. Yeah, there's no Dryden doubt. Dryden Voss. Because like, <laughs> he's going to be Dryden yeah. Voss. Dryden Voss. Yeah, something to do with them. I think, though, I mean, I think R7 is probably the, the puzzle piece. Yeah, I think it is. Now to work it is. I'd, Rex, I'd like to change Rex's my answer, uh, and I'd like to edit this, this podcast uh, <laughs> from 15 minutes ago. <laughs> so that you said it at the very beginning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, so I think um, we'll find out soon enough, but um, really, really fun way to end the episode, I think, to be introducing this new player into everything that's going on. Um, and I think we're going to start getting to some even juicier <laughs> stuff here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get Crosshair back, yeah. I imagine. We're going to get Tarkin back. We still have to see what's going on on Kamino with mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. there. Um <clears throat> Fennec Shan is still out there. I mean, yeah. we don't know what Sid is up to. Like, we've we've brought in the huts uh, for yeah. at least one episode. I mean, there's so many threads out there that are going to get tied up. I think sure. we have some good TV ahead of us. Usually, yeah. usually we run into episodes like this, and we we get go to a planet that's so familiar that we've heard like throughout the Skywalker saga. So today, I had like when I was watching it, I had to pause the show. And I was like, all right, we're on Corellia. And this is between C or between episode three and episode four. Do we get like do we get a Han Solo and a Kira oh running through the 
running through the streets on that Corellia. Would be such like it's a like cool cameo. Five year olds or something. But <laughs> yeah, I don't, that might that might be too much of a uh, too much of a stretch to add that. How to how it. I don't know how old they are. How old are they? I mean, they're young. Yeah, they're they got to be around, right? But they yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the I think timing. this I'd would be somewhere the in their white worms time probably yeah, yeah early yeah. onset that'd be fun <laughs> maybe yeah but we could see like lady proxima like as yeah yeah, yeah. Someone good who's good. A power broker on Corellia. love lady proxima such a <laughs> yeah. creepy weird character and her voice rock. i love her voice <laughs> yeah that's a rock and you just made a little clicking sound with your mouth <laughs> oh All right. man good stuff well i think i know how i'm going to spend the rest of my saturday here i'm going to go and watch solo after this <laughs> um but guys, any final thoughts on this episode? Let's just take it one at a time. Anything that you're looking forward to figuring out in particular? Um, Wes, let's start with you. I am I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen with Wrecker. Um, because they've already lost a member of their team to something resembling the chip, right, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Crosshair. So are they... It looks like that Crosshair and Wrecker are the only ones that have are having issues with their with their inhibitor chips. Um, right. So, are they making a Bad Batch version two where they get these guys back because of their oh, chips? Yeah. I don't know, but Dang. we'll see you what happens up, with these. You bring guys. up a good point. What <laughs> constitutes a batch? Like, if they keep losing people, can they still be the Bad Batch? Just cook up another batch, <laughs> yeah. you know? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Corey, you got oh, any final man. thoughts? Yeah, I, I, you know, I said a long time ago that I felt like the theme of the show was going to be like slowly the the Bad Batch like hooks up with the Rebellion and like becomes part of that, and maybe we lose a couple of them along the way, but they somehow get tied up in the Rebellion. Like I would like to see that. That'd be, you know, I think I think that's the direction we're going. So I'm excited to see the early Rebellion stuff come together. Now, you know, given we are so early, this is well before even the Rebels TV show, right? And we we barely see the Rebellion come together in Rebels, right? Like, so, I mean, we're like so early that that it's like barely even a thought. I mean, I imagine there's no organization of Rebellion whatsoever. So I'll be excited to see what, I don't know if we've ever seen that before. I don't know if we've ever seen the absolute very early days of the rebellion where people were afraid to even talk about standing up against the empire. I don't think we've ever seen that before. So that's a cool thought. And I would really like to see that come together and maybe bad batch, you know, they clearly have special skills. Maybe they play a role in building, you know, rebel intelligence or something like that. Rebel special forces. Maybe they have a role in that it would be sick. So hmm. it'd be cool. <clears throat> Give them the old star killer treatment from uh, force unleashed. Right. That would be oh, yeah. Funny pretty yeah, solid sure sure i like that thought too it's pretty cool that since we don't necessarily have like a big uh, huge rebellion yet like we can see a lot of these smaller groups that we know are out there um who you know there's a vacuum to some degree with the empire being so new and mm-hmm. so maybe we'll see them move in now i'm just so stoked now to hopefully see lady proxima but i'm gonna manage <laughs> my expectations uh, i'm just i'm just excited to get back to camino i hope that we do that soon mm-hmm. and i'm sure we're gonna have all these answers to our questions here before too long but and, te- and tech has a uh, has a new nickname it's goggles so we got to start calling goggles, goggles. goggles. <laughs> oh that's yeah, right if we're gonna talk about names uh it'd be a real shame if we did not talk about that line is there an echo in here and oh then echo yeah and he's like yeah i'm, I'm echo like yes, that was that was solid. ridiculous yeah uh, no okay I mean, that a little was pretty solid, a little comedic in, in, in a return that doesn't 
doesn't uh, doesn't hurt every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I appreciated it, and maybe there's another dad joke there for Eric being absent. So we'll take that. But um, I think that'll do it this week, y'all. So um, thank you everyone for being here despite Eric's absence. I know things were a little bit crazy, but I think that we made it work. Uh, we're going to be here every week, whether we got Eric or not, whether we got Corey or not. If you remember, so watch the episode, we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, and pretty soon y'all on Monday night, remember we are going to be doing part one of our uh, Thrawn greater good round table. So I'll tell you, uh, I pulled my hair out over these round table prompts over the past few weeks. That is such a complex convoluted book. Um, but I hope that you'll join us for that. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun with that, but Um, For now, thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Bounty Hunt. Keep your eyes out for the next hunt when we're going to be diving into episode seven of The Bad Batch. A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Go ahead and tell us all your thoughts about The Bad Batch in our Discord community at utini.com slash discord, and be sure to follow the main show on Twitter at Living Force Pod and all of us individually for our latest thoughts on all things Star Wars. Eric, who's not here, is at Eric Eilerson. Corey's at Doc Star Wars MD. I am at C Hankel and Wes is at Boss Wes. Until next time, Dewanawanga. <laughs> You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah. Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com.